Hey everyone, this is another episode of Catching Up With The Nerds with me, your host, Tom, and no JC again this week because JC is on holiday yet again. Boo. Um, but do not fear, as I got you guys covered, I've got a guest. I've got somebody who actually reached out to me, you know, got into my DMs on Instagram and said, hey, I like what you guys do. Can I jump in? I went, hell yeah, because that's what we do. We open the door to everyone. So please welcome um, out here with us today, James from How to Game Differently. Hello, James. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Glad we have you here. And by we, I mean me, because I'm all alone. <laughs> um, a single so, we. <laughs> it's, it's fun. Um, so James, how about you introduce yourself just a little bit and then we're going to deeper um knowledge of who you are what makes you tick yeah yeah so my name's james um been uh currently been running a youtube channel called how to game differently which uh the whole premise there is to get people into playing get video games in different ways that they may have not realized they could do um but coming back to the basis of this i am a dad so i've, yes. I've not just you know sneaked in somehow or anything but no i have a dad to a absolutely amazing two-year-old daughter who yeah it, it is the absolute world to me um been married for four years coming up uh, in august to my wonderful wife who i've known since i was 15 years old whoa okay yeah <laughs> well so, so i've known her since i was 14 we've been together since we were 15 so yeah quite <laughs> quite a long time <laughs> i can't say anything so I've, I've known my wife since the age of 20 so it's you know well it's, it's you've got another five years on me but yeah it's 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 a long time it's a blessing it's a long time like <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like, I, I was very lucky to meet her uh yeah <laughs> same lucky. here well you but know what you, you got married that's that's you know that's the clue in there um so yes yeah. definitely Yes, so as um, you mentioned, you're, you're, you're that too, and this is where you went, hey, you guys are right up there with the things that you do on your YouTube channels, which is talking about video games and a bunch of other uh, nerd-related topics. And then you relate to what we do because we're trying to make sure that our kids get into what we love and what we enjoy. Yeah, yeah and I'll be honest, like, um, I... I, I I don't remember how we stumbled across each other on Instagram, but um, yeah, I was checking out your stuff and I really liked a lot of the stuff you were doing at the beginning where you were talking about um, like the evolution of the PlayStation games, as well as like, is Fortnite good for kids? And you know, yeah. topics like that, which are really important to talk about for parents because I've had so many stories um, from work that, you know, there's dads that, find out that their credit card's been maxed out with like 500 yeah. pounds of fee box and stuff like that you know and yeah. it's like people need to know these things so i i, I, I thought that was brilliant and then obviously but, yeah it's, it's we, we i think we we're part of the first generation of um dads that actually are gamers or that actually full-fledged mm. uh nerds if you will um that know you know especially in terms of gaming like we we know what um, sort of tricks are out there um, for those yeah. companies to make money and one of those tricks is to get the kids to use the credit card right um, yeah by mistake or, or you know 
or willingly, but it, it's it's interesting to that we are aware of this, but then not everyone is. So that was the, the aim of those episodes. Like, look, this is what you're getting into if you let your kids play this or watch this. So well, we, we, we strayed a little bit away from that at the moment. Sorry. More, more t- t- general topic, but we'll, we'll be going back. Uh, I think JC and I are, are very much looking forward to talk about, you know, maybe brush upon those topics one more time and be a bit more... Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm about those topics. Hopefully, we'll we'll get back very soon to those those bit. Um, so yeah, one kid. Right, right, right. So you've done your introduction. We've done. We saw it. We like that. Um, yep. right. Let's talk. Let's talk about you a little bit. Um, and maybe when you were a kid and what that was like. Were you a nerd from the very beginning, or were you talked into or introduced by someone, or were you, you know, what was the what was the vibe growing up? I think it's just something I stumbled into, to be honest with you. Because um, my so background, my brother is very sporty. He's all into sports and everything. I am the complete opposite. I do not care for sports <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> not even esports. I don't even not like even follow e-sport, yeah. esports. No, it's just not my thing. Uh, I, I prefer to do the thing than watch people do the thing, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I, I enjoy playing football and my rugby and all that type of stuff, and that's what I grew up doing. Um, but um, yeah, no, I, I, it was kind of just something that was just there, and I just enjoyed watching certain shows on the telly, you know. So I'm a 90s kid, so you know, I had influences of like Pokemon, um, mm-hmm. Transformers, slash Beast Wars, that was a big thing, of big thing back in my childhood. Um, obviously like the 90s Spider-Man and, you know, cartoon, all, yeah. all those type of things, you know, just resonated to me. And um, yeah, it's just, again, I just really enjoyed the toys. I, I, I was that demographic, you know, there's a show, there's a toy, the toys. you got me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. just <laughs> right, right in there. Um, and I was also like really into building things. So like obviously Lego, mm. um, was a big thing um particularly a toy a toy series of um, things called bionicles yeah, um, yeah yeah which again i was i just thought was fantastic you know just creative building and designing and all that type of stuff uh, hence why uh, i go into um engineering for like a career and stuff like okay. that so all, so all that kind of stuff built into what i enjoy to do for work and um yeah, and then my uh, my uncle, my one of my uncles was very kind enough to give me a Sega Mega Drive, just out of the blue. Yes. And um, so my very first game I ever played was Sonic the Hedgehog, which I oh think is a, which I <laughs> yeah. think is a pretty good one to say was your first game to play. So um, we did that episode the other day where um, we talked about how we got into. Uh, what was like the? No, we're talking about the the Sonic thirtieth um, anniversary. Yeah. And I think one of my my story was the first time I was actually blown away by a game, um, and the the first memory I had of Sonic was yeah going to my friend's house and there was this brother that was a weird guy, smoking cigarettes you know chain smoking those and and you know, he had this big Mega Drive on the floor and I was like oh what's this oh it's awesome it's so fast it's Sonic yes I love it so that was the first video game that had a massive impact on me but yeah I get I I I, I feel what you're saying you know it's like. Yeah, you've been raised oh, on if you, you were raised on the Mega Drive, you're fine. Don't get me wrong, I was absolutely terrible at it, but <laughs> it was uh 
yeah, it, it was the first game I played. I can't remember. I, I think the other one was like a Mortal Kombat, which obviously my mom saw and just took away from me. I was like six years old at the time. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so she took that away straight away. And then the same uncle gave me his um, Nintendo 64, which had Ocarina of Time and um, Mario 64, which mm. was kind of my main thing that I started playing. And uh, I'm very into my Nintendo uh, games and such. So that was a big influence as well. But uh, yeah, like I say, it was just mainly a lot of um, you know 90s TV shows and cartoons and stuff that was just on at the time. I just really enjoyed and can't stock to it um but i guess one of the probably probably the biggest influencing of uh, nerd culture to me was my dad yeah who was absolutely well still is sorry absolutely massive uh, comic book fan he's um at our um, family home it's just mountains and mountains of comic books like just like first editions of like crazy series and um you know uh, he, he's got them all in boxes. I'm like, you gotta have to do something with them. You have to display them or something. But yeah, yeah. yeah. If he's got, if he's got just... some 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 rare, you know, like you said, first edition issues, comics, it's, it's gotta go somewhere for you know safeguarding or you know some sort yeah, of, yeah, definitely. Not necessarily to sell them, but to go on display or something. Or you know, that's that's still something that's very um, what's well, happening around the country. There's always a bunch of expos and a bunch of. Um, museum that are looking for that type of content. Yes, definitely. <laughs> Sitting on a gold mine, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Depends where you want to do it. Yeah. Practically. Yeah, well, that, well that, that's is, the thing. Is that it? Was he massively into Marvel or was he more a DC guy? Or was he like all around Both. everything? Yeah. Both. He, he Anything, anything like superhero orientated. So, yeah, it was. Um, I, I think my relationship with him has always been very much around Marvel because yeah. I've, you know, favourite superhero is Spider-Man. I know it's very cliche because everyone loves Spider-Man, but, you know, he, yeah, yeah he's, he's that. He's that, just that character that everyone loves. But, um, yeah, no, it was um, very much Marvel we always used to speak about. But, um, no, he, he, he loved both, both Marvel so and DC. He must, have, he must be absolutely over the moon with the entire MCU thing going on right now, which oh, is yeah. completely blown up. Um, yeah, do you think it's like a... bigger than anyone could have expected? Really, I think. Um, yeah, is that is that something I, you you shared with him now as well? Like, did you, did you go we, we talk about all the time? We, we talk about the MCU all the time. So with um, Disney Plus having uh, One Division, uh, Falcon mm-hmm. Winter Soldier, and obviously Loki that's just finished. Um, yeah. We, we, we talk about it pretty much the night after about our thoughts and, you know, pretty much what you guys have been doing as well. <laughs> <That's what we're laughs> doing, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because he always said to me, like, James, this could be a, like a podcast. I was like, yeah, it could be, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah. Man, we, but, should get um, your dad, we should get your dad on the podcast, you know. <laughs> what if he's coming out in, what, two weeks? You know, we could uh, yeah, get him on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. Um, I'll, I'll have to see what his schedule is like. <laughs> get him a microphone, get him a nice light, you know, and a computer. That's all we need. Yeah, I'll have to chat with him. Um, but yeah, no, so yeah, we talk about the MCU all the time. And um, I, I'm very, in, like currently at the moment, I'm very into theories because um, yeah. I do a lot. I do quite a lot of um, like research about certain characters and stuff like that. And then, we bounce off each other because he just knows the knowledge from the comic books whilst 
I've not been too much into comics. I've been more into the actual series of yeah. like um, the cartoons, and that's how I learned a lot of the characters. So like, um, like obviously Kang was a big reveal at the end of Loki, and mm-hmm. it was more of like try and pick up as some of the names that they dropped and like research who that was and be like, oh, so they've combined a couple of characters into this one character. Um, yeah, there was there was there was seem, like they seem to be drawing a lot of inspiration from both the cartoons and well, or the series and and the comics, which is always nice that they don't stick to one side or another. I think that's that's pretty what not if not clever, but it's a a good way to inspire yourselves. You know, it's like let's hmm. not stick to one side of the thing and just trying to be creative with it. Um, but yeah, like, I'm like I'm a bit like you, like I. I tr- I try to look into who they are because my, my upbringing was a bit more with DC, you know, like Batman. Oh, okay. and, um, massively into that from from the day I was born, probably, I guess, maybe not, but in, a bit too early, but from a very young age. Um, so I was always more into that more than Marvel because to me, growing up, Marvel was very much X-Men and I never really yeah. liked X-Men as like the characters. Yeah, I'm like, the same, yeah. Not really yeah. into that um so like every time i used to see, you know see the the marvel logo and it was like oh no x-men run away mm. and then i would run away to batman um and dc but i've learned now to you know it's it's okay to like both it's actually not just okay it's actually awesome to like both because you, you never lose basically <laughs> you always yeah. get good content um yeah so th- so that this is when i'm drawing the um going to the next phase of of our chat is that the relationship that you have with your dad in terms of mm. growing up and he was you had all these comics like you said he had that knowledge from marvels that is that something that is again your daughter's only two years old now so she's getting to that age where when you get to three four years old this is when they start to have a massive opinion and yeah lacking stuff and being vocal about it literally um is the way your dad brought you up around comics and around Marvel and specifically around those two topics. Is that something you think you're going to be doing with your own child? Is that something you're, you know, maybe something you're seeking? Yeah. Is that something you're, you're looking forward to do? Is that something you're thinking of doing? Oh, no, it's something I'm really looking forward to do. I, I, it's um, it's the same for like my wife. So my wife's very into books. She just loves reading mm. any kind of book. So and so, so is my daughter, to be fair. She loves books and she has done since she was a kid. So it was nice to see that aspect that she's quite similar to my wife. And then um, regarding my things, she enjoys seeing them. So yeah. in the living room, I've got a glass cabinet with various different figurines, um, which is one of the hobbies I like to do is um, I've got loads of video game character figurines, Pokemon, um, Disney slash Marvel stuff, uh, Transformers, you know, f- various different things. And she mm. just looks at it with awe and wants to obviously touch uh, it. <laughs> but, um, Can't wait to touch it. Can't wait to touch it. And it's like, nope. yeah, exactly. <laughs> nope. But um, I did get her a couple of like um, plushies. And um, mm. one of the ones she does like is the um, Pokemon Eevee. So, like I said, I'm a very big Pokemon fan and I've played all the games and all that kind of stuff. And I want her to be able to 
potentially get into that if she wants to because i know from my stance that pokemon is a very safe thing for kids yeah yeah because you know the series is obviously based for kids all the media or everything is based for kids so i know it's a safe place for her to be and like i say she enjoys the characters and like every pokemon she sees now is eevee so yeah it's not the everything's a pikachu everything's an eevee so i was like yes get you into the yeah. eevee crew it's it's funny you mentioned that uh, the safety part of it because it's it's not something like um, like growing up and before I had, um, yeah I think before before I had my first kid like the the, the, the all those questions all of the th- things around um, how violent is an anime mm. how how much not even necessarily swearing but like things that your kids will pick up on um, like all these things when you watch you growing up like you're like yeah it's fine. But then when you have when you become a parent, it's, it's it becomes yeah. this thing which is ultra important. Like for example, now um, my son who's about four and a half, he's like the, the, there's a change in behavior that he's got um, after mm. watching certain things. So if I allow him to watch Power Rangers, for example, which growing up yeah. myself, I used to Power Rangers was the thing when I was a, a kid as well. And I watched it, and I was like, it's all right, you know, it's it's you can tell it's. Not the greatest in terms of special special effects and stuff like that, but it was fun. Mm. Um, and now you're watching them, and he he has this tendency once you he watches a bunch of episodes to not turn violent, but you know, like doing get into fighting games and like obviously being forced starting to you know like punch stuff and like going jumping off the couch or you know whatever. And you're like, uh, doesn't do that when he's watching something in, you know a bit more chill. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah it, it it's it's really interesting that as a parent that you you always will be looking for something that is maybe a bit a bit more wholesome. You know, like Pokemon is a great pick. Like obviously you mm. don't want to get them on Dragon Ball. Well, you can get them on Dragon Ball, yeah. not Dragon Ball Z though. Um, but yeah, around <laughs> screaming, <laughs> you're screaming out. Oh, uh, I'm going <laughs> super saiyan. Start screaming like ah. <laughs> no, you don't want that. Um, yeah, so it's it. I was I was gonna go into some recommendations about stuff for like super young kids to to get into, but it's maybe yeah. too bit too early with that. Um, yeah. So so is is there anything for you that you think you'll be introducing your daughter to, like at an early age to start with, like apart from Pokemon? Is there is there another? Because I know video games is a, it's 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 tricky as well, but there are things yeah definitely yeah. Um, I I think I'm just gonna my approach is just kind of like lay it out and see if she's interested and pick it up and if there's something i'm doing that she's interested to sit and watch then yeah no issues kind of thing um i think personally for like video games it has to be stuff that you can play with them because obviously you know there's so many that it's going to be so challenging for their brains to deal with that there's there's one there's one there's a great series especially for um all the keywords you've said up until now um all the lego series um yeah like lego star wars lego jurassic park which is the one my son's playing right now four-year-old is already better than i am in some games um lego star wars lego harry potter that's what my Mm. daughter got into that's actually one of the first games she she really and then you can play like it doesn't require um you know that much knowledge in video games and and how to beat a boss and stuff like that. it's pretty fairly simple it's just a, a yeah you know, collecting lego pieces and 
you know, advancing through the stage is pretty, it's pretty vanilla. Um, but you know, it's it's yeah, there's definitely a bunch of stuff. Um, I mean, if you want, if you want some some uh, some good games, uh, you can get your your daughter into. Um, let me know. Slide into my DMs. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. But probably we, we can do an episode on if you want. We can join in and do a bunch of recommendations if you got some stuff you discovered. Um, yeah, yeah it's the video games. It's it's slightly harder to to manage. Though I feel this there's um, they're easily games that from your point again, it's like it's like TV series as well. Like you know, it seems to consider to be pretty mild actually for them is. You know, for example, the, the other day I was playing um, um, Sp- Spider-Man, I think it was, or Miles. I can't remember if it was Miles Morales or the first Spider-Man on PS5. Yeah. And then my son was looking at it and was like, ah, it's pretty mild. It's okay. It's just a bunch, you know, like there's a couple of fight scenes there and then, but you can just, if you want, you can spend the entire game just flying around the city and trying to discover a bunch of stuff. And then my wife was like, what is this? <laughs> like, why are you fighting? Why are you punching that guy? So my son was like, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, kick his ass. I was like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> maybe we'll just stop. And I, A, we'll stop. And B, how do you know about saying kick his ass? Yeah. Like, who do you speak to? <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I was, I was trying to remember what, I, what we were talking about before that. So I got into a tangent there. Um, yeah, so your, your daughter is obviously being too slightly early again to... Oh yeah, yeah controller, definitely. <laughs> controller in her hands. Oh yeah. So well, to be fair, like she, um, from a very early age, she did pick up a controller about like maybe ten months, and Ooh. it was purely just because she saw me playing with it. So she was like, try to figure it out, press buttons yeah. and stuff. And then my um, my mother-in-law got her. Um, I can't remember what they're called, but it's one of those um, like kind of touchy. It lights up, makes sounds, but it was a controller. Yeah. And um, for like a half an hour car drive, she was playing it and she was immersed with it. And she was like, kept like getting different sound effects coming. And she kept looking up at me and smiling because it was like, I'm like dad and you know those <laughs> types of things. So th- there is a lot of stuff already out there for like really young kids to get into these type of things. Um, but yeah, there was like a control that I just never used. I was like, here you go. This is yours yeah. now. And she just messes around with it as if it was a toy. And um, it was a, yeah, she was playing with it for a good like four months when she was really it, young. I find, I find one of the good ones to get started in is mine, Minecraft. Yes. Yeah. You, you can go with the, I think there's a couple of modes in there. There's this, the adventure mode and the. Uh, you got survival, creative, yeah, yeah creative all those mode, types of things. Yeah. 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 Um, and that, that, that is all I hear about at work for them. Um, parents with their kids if they're playing something it's like they're playing creative mode and um the the thing about minecraft is it's a amazing tool for learning as well so you know so so my wife's teacher and i keep saying to her like you should use this for learning and creativity and i believe they even had someone come in who did like it lessons to help with like (laughs) yes you know creativity art even coding, because like mm-hmm. all the stuff you can do with the um, uh, what's it, red red dust? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I can't remember. But... Which, I know what you mean, but yeah, I can't yeah, like just yeah. all the triggers and stuff like that. It mm-hmm. gave them all the um, kind of like like I say, coding side of things. And um, what one of the cool things I've seen with um, with Nintendo, like I, I always say, if you've 
got kids and you want to give them a console, always give them a Nintendo console because they dedicate for children all the yeah. time. And it's always pretty safe with them. But they've obviously got a new um, <laughs> new game out. Um, I forgot its name now. Uh, what's it called? Which way did it go? It's um, the... It's a coding one, and it's oh. annoying because I, I, I did a video in it, and it's my one good video. It's <laughs> <laughs> the one good one you had. Um, I, I think I know I mean, which just, one. But anyway, yes. Let me just look it up. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because um, once you look it up, there's one thing that was um, one of those me thinking that this is what one of those thoughts I had the other day. I was like, you know, growing up, you had the parents are like, you know, you need to. Did he get more time doing this and that? And I was like, well, and you know, always looking down at video games in terms of uh, as a medium, if you know what I mean. But yeah. when 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 I look at something like Minecraft, it could really inspire somebody to become, um, you know, the next game developer or, some, or something that, you know, the creative model allows you to build these massive villages if you want towns, if you want to. Um, you know, an architect almost, you know, even if you're 10 yeah. years old and he teaches you the basics of, um, you know, this is how you build a house, this is how you lay some stuff out. Um, and I'm not saying that everyone's playing Minecraft is going to become an architect, you know, but no. it certainly can um, develop an interest into how do you build a house, how do you make a village function, how do you position certain things next to other things. And it's really interesting, it's something that. Um, you know, certainly in terms as a parent, you shouldn't look at video games and say, well, it's a waste of time. It can inspire people to, you know, maybe look at a different career path, you know. Um, Definitely. So so, try, sorry, oh, so, yeah, yeah. So it's a um, game builder garage. Um, mm. uh, yeah, game builder garage, um, which is off the Labo creative um mode that they had on their Babel series but that's all um game coding um which again really dedicated to kids to design their own games and then you know going off of what you're saying with minecraft and all that kind of stuff it could you know eventually lead people to that and um just just on what you were saying actually about the whole like what gaming does for people and helping them um i found when i was playing a lot of um like the legend of zelda and other like games that had a lot of puzzles it really helped with my um, uh, uh, puzzle solving (laughs) yeah so um when i do my work a lot of it is trying to solve a problem and i swear a lot of that came from playing games where it's like doing the five-step process of why did this happen how to solve it how to prevent it and all that kind of stuff and um yeah, like I said, I swear a lot of that came from playing video games because it gives you that digital mindset and that whole problem-solving side of things that, like, I, I, me and my wife usually, like, do some, like, tests against each other and, you know, <laughs> anything illiterate, she wins, but anything problem-solving, I win because that's just yeah. how we've both grown up and got ourselves as a skill-based kind of thing. But, um, yeah, no, definitely video games... Um, it helps a lot more than people expect. And it's definitely not something you should admit, dismiss. Obviously, like there will be games out there that are just go rock people's minds. But again, it's it's how it's how a person approaches to it and yeah. how a parent 
helps with it as well. Uh, my parents were great with me playing video games. They would try and join in wherever they could, particularly my dad. Uh, my mum tried her, tried as much as she could, bless her, but <laughs> obviously couldn't, couldn't really do much, but she tried her best. And my dad, again, played as many games as he could with me and quite enjoyed it. Um, and there was a so couple of times. Was, was, there, was there like a like a go-to game that you guys used to share? Or, or a bunch so, of yeah, so I, we used to play Pokemon Stadium a lot. Uh, mm. on the Nintendo 64 and there was a, there's a running joke of me and her uh, so me and, me and my dad where he would use Blastoise all the time and would use Hydro Pump and that's how we'd win all the matches and that was legit uh, and then <laughs> we used to play Super Smash Melee and um, yeah. he, he would play as Ganondorf and would always do the um, uh, Wizard Punch or I can't remember what it's called but the, the big punch and it would just sometimes throw me off guard and that's how it maybe occasionally get a couple of KOs on me and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so it was just, and obviously Mario Kart, Mario Kart's obviously a, a safe one for anyone to play with. Yeah, it's a staple for all families to play and potentially murder each other over and stuff murder like that. <laughs> I, mean, I tell you what it teaches though, it teaches um, patience and it teaches um, also motivation sort of motivation to the degree because it's like you, you've got to get better to well there's a bit of luck in, well yeah there's a bit of mm. luck in, in my card but you've got to persevere to be able to get up to the you know number one spot and, and keep being there the entire race so you gotta you know learn not how to quit so yeah. you know it's it's something that I've, I've i've seen i don't know if it's a generation thing but like I, I can see my kids sometimes like they get beat once and it's like oh i quit i want another game i'm like nah now you gotta go back in there. Yeah, gotta keep. Yeah, beast it. You know, <laughs> make that game your. You know, and and because <laughs> I, I remember like I, I I almost broke a like I think I did break a fair amount of controllers growing up, but that's how you learn how to persevere. Like I just you know playing FIFA on <laughs> like FIFA. Oh god, that's how that's how much I'm dating myself. Like playing FIFA on Mega Drive, like FIFA 94, 95. Like oh yeah controllers flying around the room and um you know it's it's but again like after a while after you use you've learned how to deal with the frustration you're just going back in there and you're like okay it's my turn to win now and it's it, it teaches you to never give up and trying to get better so there's always good things to be learned from many situations i think that's what video games do they, they can be you know this is my 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 uh was it called PSA? Yeah, my, my PSA for video games. Like, look, you can you can look at it as this complete evil thing. You know, if your kids playing mm. Call of Duty ten hours a day, then yeah, maybe. Um, but it can also be a tool to get better, you know, on a personal level. So, and and it's also just a, a really good stress release as well, yeah. and a little bit of uh, escapism as well. Um, and I, so I, 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 yeah, exactly. And I, when I was growing up, I, I didn't. Um, have it so much to myself but I had friends that would get bullied and the way they would escape from that was playing game. a game yeah. you know yeah. so there's a lot of good things that come from it but you see and that's a good thing that we are, as a gen our generation of parents um, are aware of that because growing up so you see my, my, for example my dad like, I, used, I was free to play video games whenever I wanted right there was no limits yeah. to 
um, how many hours I could do or if I could, you know, obviously weekdays, you know, school nights would be like, okay, it's 10 o'clock, yeah. please back it up now. But, you know, I had, I had, I was lucky enough to have a, a, a screen, not a TV, but um, uh, a monitor. My mom bought me a, a PC monitor that was actually had a, a scarf at the back. So I had a monitor in my room and my Mega Drive and then it became a PS1 and all that good stuff. Um, but there was never any limits on what I could do and all what games I could play. But yeah. I could really tell that my, my dad was like, every time I, he would walk into my bedroom and see me with a controller in the hand, he'd be like, you know, almost rolling his eyes, like, oh God, you're wasting time. But it's that, to me, it was a good, mm-hmm. a good, a good opportunity for, to do two things, right? A, escape, because not, again, like I wasn't really bullied at school, but it's not an easy time when you're a teenage kid or when you're you know, coming up yeah. to teenage years, right? So anything that can sort of take you away from that space, you know, mm. all the school kids yeah. that can be a-holes, um, you know, you'll, you'll t- spend that time in video games. But then the other thing also was to learn English because all the games were not, not all the games were translated. So I was like, okay, mm. cool. You know, that's another way I was like, playing Diablo 2 on PC. I was like, that game wasn't translated back in the days. Well, translation came later on, but it wasn't there to begin with. I was like, that, you know, dictionary, bang, 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 what does that mean? Um, so, you know, that, that was also a good way to practice my English when I was, you know, growing up. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's all right. No, it's not all bad things. There's always one thing to be learned, though, you know. Um, there's always an upside, not in every situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so is, is there anything else you, you'll think you're passing? Because you say you'll, you'll, obviously, I think you'll, you know, there's, there's an easy, easily digestible content out there now for kids, you know, like, I got my mm-hmm. wife and kid into the whole, the entire MCU. Like I started, yeah. like when MCU started, when it got big with Iron Man 1, you know, the, the whole phase one was like getting to that place when it's now massive. But like phase one, if you're, if you're already working with the MCU, you, you wouldn't take your wife, your girlfriend to the cinema to watch them just yet. It'll be just you and your friends, maybe. <laughs> Still, yeah. It was like, it's a superhero movie. I'm not going to take anyone that really, really loves me in there. I'm just going to go with my friends. I'm just going to keep that separated for now. So that, 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 that was um, like the lucky thing with me. Like my, my dad would be like, James, get in the car. We're going to see Iron Man. You know, uh, you know, anything like that. I'm like, yep, let's go. And then my brother would tag along and, you know, uh, not so much my mom, but, you know, we, we'd always do these things. And, um, yeah, like I remember when um, Iron Man came out and it was the post credit scene with Nick Fury yeah. and it was like, I'm assembling a team. And I'm like, eh? And my dad was like, what? Yeah. You know, he's just so excited. <laughs> Is he by himself and smiling? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a few people in the background that was like, oh, yeah. Or something like that. Oh, yeah. They just being completely clueless. Let's invest, but, some money. Um, Let's invest some cash in this. Let's make it happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but so what I, what I meant is that, yeah, now you, you, you know, you easily can take anyone and everyone to watch, a, a, yeah. um, you know, any movie from the MCU and they all know what's happening. You know, like I got my wife into it and now we, we watch all, every single movie, you know, all the way from phase one, all the way to the end, to up to, we up to now. Yeah, exactly. Same, for, and, yeah, same you know, with my wife as well. Yeah. Um, so do, is, is that, is that something you'll revisit, for example, something like that is a, is a, is there already uh, somewhere in the, in the back of your head like a, 
an entire six months of your life that is going to be booked just for you or to get your kid to up to date, up to speed. So, those movies. Yeah, well, so again, obviously, Disney Plus has got everything on there. So that's obviously a massive ease to, um, to you know, showing. But um, yeah, it's something I would like her to do as long as it's something she's interested in. Again, it's yeah. like um, I may have it on the background if she sits and watches it and asks questions or just, in, you know, digest it. Then I'll be like, do you want to watch some more? And potentially go off from there kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely Start- something... Start at 8 a.m. in the morning with the Iron Man one and just a, a, like the three days marathon, just back to back to back, mostly. I I I did sure. a marathon. I did a marathon with my dad in um, Piccadilly Circus. So it was um, Age wow. of Ultron, and yeah. we got these ridiculously stupidly cheap tickets. It was like eighteen pounds for the regular film, an extra tenner to watch all the previous films in the cinema so i think it was something like 22 hours or something (laughs) um well we missed a couple because there's obviously a couple films that aren't that great but um yeah we missed a couple but um yeah no so me and my dad we we watched practically all the (laughs) like this massive (laughs) marathon with all these other guys and you know um it, and that was great. And I'd love to have some kind of experience with, like that with my daughter as well. If it's Marvel, if it's Pokemon or just whatever it could be, it, even something she's yeah. interested in, because that's something I'm really looking forward to is seeing what she generally gets herself into that I might enjoy that I don't mm. I haven't got around to watching and stuff. Because um, I see so many quite good shows on Netflix that are really targeted for young kids that like self-consciously i'm like yeah i actually want to watch that but <laughs> you can deep justify down, like, it I'm... by waiting a little bit yeah exactly <laughs> like um there's a guy i used to work with and he said that his son was very into troll hunters on, oh, troll um, hunters, yeah yeah and he even said that like it was like this is nothing i would normally watch but my son loved it so i sat and we watched every single episode and really bonded over it i just thought that was so cool Mm. So yeah, so stuff like that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot but, of it, it happens a lot more than you often than you think. Um, when it's like suddenly you 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 know you stumble across something that your kids watching on Netflix or whatever on, on BBC. Yeah, and like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's cool, and then you'll suddenly end up watching it with her. You know, it's like do not start another episode before I sit down. That's you know, it's really it's, it's really. But- I was going to say it's really bad, but um, my my daughter for the longest time has been watching uh, Hey Doggy, and I actually <laughs> yeah. really really enjoy it. It's uh, <laughs> it's quite funny, and funny enough, a lot of nerdy references. There's yeah. a lot of uh, yeah, there's there's loads of like superhero references, um, video game references. Um, there's a whole Halloween one, and they're all dressed up as Scooby Doo. There's no uh, of all the characters. You know, they don't reference, they don't say anything. But they just dress up as them. Yeah, exactly. So I, I thought that was really cool, just to have like all these little things that again will influence kids potentially if, in the future. If if you want something that is really cool and also extremely sweet, um, it's this series called um, what's it called Molang, which is like a French okay. production. But it's 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 not on Netflix that thing right now. But it's on um, Tiny Pop on TV. If you're oh, in the okay. UK, t- Tiny Pop is like one of the leading. 
on our TV channel that you know these were like young kids. Um, programs, yes, baby so. shark, baby, <laughs> this type of thing. But Molang is really sweet, <laughs> and they, they do actually a lot of jokes. Um, you know, disclaimers. Uh, um, I used to work for a big TV company, and that actually owned Tiny Pop. So if you or used to own Tiny Pop, if you want to look. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and we, when we got Molang in, we literally, me and my team, would just sit <laughs> around the com- this very computer. I'm recording this actually on, um, and we used to watch a bunch of episodes of Molang at work, and we're like, oh. You know, suddenly it's two hours later and you're like oh god no um so that was a great excuse to bring that one back home and just like get get my mm-hmm. daughter to watch it <laughs> you know all five seasons um they're fairly short as well but like if, if it's something like that it's funny because you like growing up it's not something you look at it and you go like, ah. but now suddenly when you have when you're a parent you're like oh it's actually again going back to the safety thing it's, it's super safe mm-hmm. it's super funny and it's something you could also you know get watch if you're drunk one evening on yourself you know it's actually quite funny <laughs> to watch you know <laughs> more like um so here's one to add to your list if you want to oh yeah definitely i'll definitely look it up um my, my my usual question i have for other dads how much because you're you're massively into gaming right you've um, yeah that's one of your passion how much time do you have now to spend gaming like do you do, do you are you able to still you know put a few couple hours in every evening maybe a couple, couple of times a week maybe yeah it's, it's kind of a couple of times a week it's um it's don't get me wrong it's been difficult and doing the whole youtube thing obviously takes up a lot of time mm. as well so i'm trying to currently juggle being able to implement the two together as in like gaming in youtube um so i can actually finally play some games that i really want to and also create content around it um but yeah, it's been difficult. The, I guess the saving grace has been yeah. the Nintendo Switch, you know, just handheld gaming. You know, yes. it's so convenient to be able to play it, you know, maybe half an hour before you go to sleep in bed and all that kind of stuff, you know, even like commuting and stuff like that. It's been a massive benefit. He's my savior. With all Game Boy plants. <laughs> Is that a um, is is that a modded one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's one of the things I picked up. You know, there you go. But video games, you know, I've 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 got myself into trying to understand the um the the whole thing behind just you know not only just turning on it. Oh, there it is. It worked, but how does it work? The the how and why yeah. it works. Um, things I don't think I would have ever picked up otherwise. But I thought that was a pretty cool thing to learn is how to restore those bad boys. Um. Hey, yeah, definitely. Um, all hail the switch. Seriously, I have a switch as well. I'm like, if it, I'll be dead without it. Um, you know, oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah, definitely. It's the console. Just, I, I, I do think it's like the console for dads at the moment. It, it may <laughs> not be so much for, well, it may not be so much for the social aspect because the online stuff is dreadful. Um, yes, absolutely. To be honest, um, but the just the general games are fantastic and they really hit the retro as well because obviously you've got oh, the you? um but you got a snes yeah, got, and NES, um, yeah exactly exactly so yeah so you get those type of things um obviously they're doing a lot of remakes of like gamecube and wii games which again mm. you know a lot of the dads would have played potentially at the time um but again just the mobileness of it because the you know there's no other real alternative other than just playing 
mobile games on your phone. Yeah, um, which, uh, I'm not too big. Yeah. On. Yeah, exactly. And I, I had a big discussion with a fellow YouTuber um, down the warp pipe. Um, he, we, we had a whole discussion about um, cloud gaming with uh, mm. Xbox Game Pass. And it's not something I've really dabbled into yet. It's something I really want to, but the conclusion we kind of got to is if you don't have a good enough internet, it's useless. You know, once once 5G really hits a lot of more phones and it's better across, you know, the UK and just other places around the world, then that's a potential candidate for, uh, you know, up against the switch. Obviously, uh, Valve have got a new handheld that they just yeah. announced. I can't remember what they called it now. No, it's, Steam, uh, Steam, Steam Deck. Yeah, Steam yeah, Deck. Steam, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, um, which I still don't think is really gonna be as <laughs> I've big seen, as. I, I've watched. I watched a couple of videos on the the, the technical side of it, which actually is fairly impressive for a handheld oh, yeah. console. Um, that said, in terms of brand, if you compare it to Nintendo, like Nintendo can do whatever yeah. they want, it'll work at this stage. Well, well maybe not because you know they had a Wii U and that didn't work at all. But um, in terms of handheld console, they 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 can't get it wrong. It seems so. Well, the, the other thing Steam. you need to yeah, I was going to say, and one of the big things to weigh up on, like yeah, the the Steam Deck is going to be a monster of like. RAM, power, yeah. all those type of things. But if you're on a bus, would you rather be playing on a 300-pound console or a 650-pound <laughs> console? You know, it's, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's just that mm-hmm. risk value as well. Um, obviously, both are expensive, but one's obviously half the price of the other. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. And, yeah. you know, weight and all that kind of stuff. And Battery um, life as well. Yeah, though I don't know. I think the Steam Deck actually might have better battery from what I've seen from the specs. I, I think I think we'll, we'll we'll judge once it's out because I think the specs game is like uh, it can oh, go yeah. for twenty four hours. You'd be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I swear, I swear that Nintendo said that um, originally the first one was going to be like twelve hour battery life, yeah. and it was like yeah. two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they did that. They were like, yeah, it's twelve, it's twelve or fourteen somewhere. It turns out it's not really at all, but um, yeah, it's 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 funny like that how yeah th- those handheld consoles can really be a, a <laughs> I was gonna say a live server, but that's a bit of a hyperbole there, but it can, it, it can be a good solution to once you become a parent, you know, it's like you can't be bothered to be you know in your gaming chair or in front of your TV until late at night. Just yeah. bring the games into your bedroom, which I guess is not what the other half is super happy about but hey you do what you're gonna do sometimes <laughs> yeah and the the other thing i've started doing is um and this has all kind of come off from doing the youtube stuff is that i actually yeah. invested in a decent laptop so i've actually seen that a, i've seen that yeah it's a good one yeah <laughs> yeah there's a little, little, <laughs> little hint to a video of mine um yeah no so i've got a um an actual gaming laptop and i've been kind of using that like a switch as well just a bit of a grander scale where I've got a um, kind of like a tray that's designed to put your laptop on and it's even got a mouse mat uh, engraved into it. Mm. So I can play, again, games on the laptop in bed, on the sofa, you know, wherever kind of thing. So, you know, there's other ways of doing it. 
as well. And, you know, gaming laptops are um, really picking up pace about what they can compact into it compared yeah, to, like, they're really big gaming pissed, their computers. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely. They, 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 can, they can go to quite high-end specs on a laptop, which wasn't really a thing a few years back, and, and especially growing yeah. up, I remember, like, you could barely send an email on those things, and now it's running absolute beast of games so um you know it's 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 quite impressive um well, well how long are we all right cool now we've we've circled back we, we've gone into gaming let's let's talk a little bit more about gaming let's let's leave the kid aside yeah you're, you're no longer yeah. a parent let's talk about what you like um so in, in, <laughs> i'm just, a couple of questions i mean you you're you're into actually no no let's let's, let's keep the questions to the end of the top three and all that stuff I've seen your video okay. of yourself going to the uh, London gaming retro market. So if you're not from London, if you're not in the UK, if you're listening from the US or whatever, we don't have that many retro gaming market in the UK. No. It's not that common. I know it happens a lot more in the US when you see the, all those videos of, um, you know, like, um, well, what we've got but on a bigger scale, you know, like in Portland, I yeah. think there's one. Um, they've got they've got a bunch around the like Seattle area. They've got a, a bunch of places that because obviously that was the home of Nintendo of America. And, uh, a yeah. bunch of developers used to be there in the eighties and nineties. Um, so you had those those garage sales or come about they call them yes garage sales isn't it? right um, yeah or, or like flea markets. I always flea hear people that. getting ridiculous deals and flea markets. <laughs> those videos make really... me angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I look for five dollars. I'm like, come on, <laughs> don't yeah, do it. Ten dollars. Like I got this. That's like worth a grand. I'm like, don't you just want to punch your, your computer when you watch those videos? It's like, oh, I picked up two N64 for ten dollars. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. You fly son to of the a gun. I will fly to the US and punch you in the face right now. Just don't stop talking. Um, no, it's all, all good for them though. Yeah, we all, we jealous but like if you if you were in the same situation you'd be like <laughs> you know life is yeah. sweet um so you, you i think we just narrowly missed each other uh at the london yes. Metro gaming market we were discussing that before we we hit record um it, was that your first time was that was it something you go too often or uh so I something on your there. calendar like circled in red with a <laughs> double circled you know so it's been I want to say something like between five or seven years since I last went to the London gaming market. Um, so I saw it came up and I was, I had my YouTuber head on. I was like, oh, this could be great content. You know, yeah. I, I could go and down and film. It, <laughs> well, so yeah, it seems to have been doing quite well as a video and um, I'd shared it around. And a lot of people's co- uh, feedback was like, you know, thank you for doing this purely because we don't get anything like this on our side either. Yeah. Um, I even had someone from the UK message me saying, like, do they do these things elsewhere? And I was like, not so much. Um, but one convention I recommend to people that if you want to get some kind of nerdy stuff in general is um, the MCM Comic-Cons. Yeah. You know, you got them in London, you got them in um, Birmingham, New- Manchester, Newcastle, all the, all the major cities. Um, and they have a lot of um, stalls that sell retro games as well yeah. as obviously comics and figures and, you know, all those type of things. So there are things they are very far and few between, but um, yeah, no, I did, <laughs> I did kind of circle it in the calendar to be <laughs> of like, yeah, I'll go, go down there, do some filming, but I'm also <laughs> going to have a budget and see what I can find. But um, yeah. like 
like what we were talking about a bit before recording um my collection of games i've already kind of got what i wanted but everything i do want it's a bit out of the price range yes it is in the hundreds and i know my wife would kill me if <laughs> if i came back with something like uh, a, a game that's worth like 100 quid on something like that it, it, yeah. it's like that um in the video i'm talking to i speak to a guy who's got a ocarina of time uh yes, in case of box, right? that's yeah 250 <laughs> quid and I, I i i zoom in on it because literally in in time i'm like my eyes lit up i'm like oh yeah <laughs> i want this um yeah it, crazy money I, I have actually got the copy um already it's just obviously not in the box and my um it kind of goes against my philosophy of things now i don't know how you what you view on things but i'd rather something was out of the box and appreciate it than being in the box and that goes with like gaming figures and all those type of things and yeah. um yeah, I, yeah. I, i'm this i think I, i'm the same it's it's like if you're going to spend, and especially when there's something that bothers me is that this, there's a lot of people that are collecting and they want the brand new in the box or, you know, still uh, on the plastic film and, you know, fine. Yeah. That's, that's fine. But like, if you, if you spend this, you know, you've seen a bunch of videos of people like spending like $1,000 if it's in the U S um, on this brand new in the box in 1985 game that, you know, nobody ever touched it, but nobody ever opened Yeah. Like if you're going to do that, hopefully, please tell me you've got the uh, a dirty copy on the side, which is like just unboxed, just there with a, a crappy label. You know, like please at least tell me that you're just not looking at it for that. You know, just just to say, oh, I've bought, I've got an expensive copy of X Y Z game. Uh, but I agree with yeah. you. So if you're gonna if you're gonna spend money, like play the game, <laughs> please play it, you know, open it. Well, that's it. And um, I, like guy I mentioned down the warp pipe, he um he buys a lot of the collector's games but so for instance like um super mario all-stars for the nintendo switch yeah he bought that sealed because he knows that's got some kind of value to it obviously but then he bought it digitally so he could play it but also have a physical copy as well yeah um which you know i, I think a lot of people are going down that route nowadays because of the accessibility of digital copies exactly that is uh, i'm like I did buy my All-Star on the Switch. And when I received the, 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 the actual copy of Amazon, I went, should I? Yeah. Should I, should I should I just keep it wrapped? Should I just not touch it and keep it? And I just, I couldn't do it. I was like, I could potentially resell this in two, three, four, ten years time. I don't, we, we don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. And make maybe a little bit of money off it. But I, I just can't. Like, I just went, ah, and it lasted 10 seconds where I literally had a cup in my hand. I went, <laughs> and then eventually I'm I just about, went, yeah. open it. I can't, I, can't, I can't just do that. It's, no. Yeah. Like, on that game, I, I was, I was uh, originally not going to even get it. I Because I've same, got same. the original. I was Yeah, because I got the original Nintendo 64, the GameCube, and the Wii game. So I was like, is, is there What's any the point? point? <laughs> But then Mofo hit me. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> and I was just oh, like, no. um, I was just like, oh crap, it's going to be limited release. And for some reason, Nintendo are taking it down. And then you hear the stories of sculpt uh, sculptors and yes. you know having these ridiculous prices. I'm like, well, I might as well. It's 40, 40 pounds. It's not going to break the bank. You can, and 
in the UK, we didn't seem to run out of copies. That's the weird thing. So I kept going back on like Twitter yeah. and social media, and it's like, can't find it, can't find it. And I look where these people were. It's like, oh, US, US, Canada. And I was like, what are they talking about? Like, I can just literally go on Amazon right now and get a copy yeah. delivered tomorrow if I want to. I can go to Argos and find it like right there. So it, yeah. it was really weird. Yeah, exactly. It felt like they, they, Nintendo fed on that notion that it's going to be very scarce and very hard to find. Whereas like here, it was like, go down to my local Asda and just put like buy five copies if I wanted it was, to. It was such a weird marketing campaign. Like yeah. um, it, it was a game that was going to sell, sell crazy anyway. Yeah. And yeah. it would continue to sell crazy. Like kids love Mario. Why would you prevent them from getting a Mario game? And um, there was a YouTuber I was watching and he brought it up of, you know, you, you go have a kid that goes around a friend's house. They're going to be playing Super Mario mm-hmm. All-Stars and be like, this is a great game. Where can I get it? And they'll be like, oh, just go to a store, go there, and it won't be there. And that exactly. kid's going to be disappointed, missing out on three fantastic games uh, or potentially have to cash out ridiculous mon- money in the future. It just It, it just seems really weird. This this is where sometimes it's, it's really frustrating to be part of, like, collecting video games, all video games are yeah. now, you know, current video games and it's like it's all that artificial that this this demand and this those prices going up because yeah you know it's, it's like you, you've seen it now being created artificially by nintendo because they say oh we're gonna make a, a very limited run of prints for that game which is widely available everywhere somehow in the us it went crazy in terms of prices and people reselling them on ebay it's all again, yeah artificial it's all it's not real it's, and that's why it's Painful when you go to the London retro gaming market and you see those things. It's like that game that you could buy, you could have bought. Like, there's a lot of games I've seen that I owned growing up on the NES, mm. on the Mega Drive. It's like I, I had that copy in my hand. That's worth five hundred pounds, but like, why? It's not even a good game. Like, why is this? It's, so it's really frustrating I, sometimes. So I spoke to one of the stallholders, and um, he he didn't want to be filmed, so. I didn't, and I, yep. so and I also didn't want to share anything that he said to me, just in case he didn't want to bring up. But mm. he did say it was okay to talk about these type of things. He just didn't want to be on camera or, or recording. So yeah. it's something I should have added. But anyway, um, he he said to me because I asked the question, "Where do you get these uh, prices? Like, how, how do they fluctuate and stuff?" And he just said, "eBay. That's where yeah. it all comes from. There's there's not a website." or anything like that it is literally down to someone sells it for this someone markets it for higher will someone pay for that so on so forth until it hits that price of no no one's gonna pay that okay we're gonna drop it down and again it all just fluctuates on ebay and that is the the pure thing you know um obviously you can get these things evaluated um like everything you know there's always evaluation for stuff it's like where do they get those prices from? <laughs> you know, the evaluation. Again, like... yeah. I, again, I think it's just research. It, it's like I said about the whole um, Ocarina uh, game being uh, two hundred and fifty. The guy yeah. uh, really kindly explained, you know, if it was cellophane wrapped with its original wrapping, it would have been yeah. four hundred quid. <laughs> you know, it's just like crazy things like that just adds to these values, and people are willing to pay it. Like, um, I think the original copy of super mario or something there was a super mario game recently that sold for like 650 grand or something yes, crazy yeah. 
and it's like hit the record of like oh maybe it was in the millions i can't remember it was like really ridiculous but it was like it hit the most expensive game ever sold and because it was in the original box and all that kind of stuff but again it's just the whole bidding process isn't it you know someone's got to willingly pay for these things so you just keep bidding bidding I remember watching this documentary and somebody was literally looking for those games to resell. And it was like, yeah. it was really looking like spending time in, in looking at even the, the um, where the, the plastic thing is joined around, you yeah. know, where, where the two pieces that are stuck together. Is that, well, if there's a little hole there, if there's a little gap, that's losing a value of like $10,000. Like I can, I can, you know, like you can, instead of making 150 grand on it, you know, I can only ask 120. Like, <laughs> literally yeah. just that little bit there because it's not put together right or how it was originally it just lost it uh, also, also it's um very lucky on what um your barcode says yeah yeah you know stupid things like that like if it was a like a really early digit barcode or uh, just like product number or anything like that can add value as well <laughs> exactly yeah, it's, it's just the weirdest things i don't know so obviously there's different variations in, in games, you know, like what was it? I think Super Mario World, there's there's two two or three different versions, you know, one that was yeah. the first iteration of the game, and then there's another one's different label and different things. It's like some of them have you know hold at the higher value and some of them don't. It's just it just I, I think it's just somebody out there just making making up some random quotes and going, yeah, that yeah, that, 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 <laughs> yeah that, that's always kind of been my impression at, at, at the start. And then, like I say, this guy explained it quite and in, detail, in more detail to the, how I explained it. But yeah, yes, it's just it all down to willingness, basically, of people, how much they want to shed their money. Um, just, just going on something, actually, like the only thing we really have in the UK for buying retro games is a, that one store... Um, I've got to pronounce, oh, try and pronounce it well, but like CEX. I'll see. You know, yes, watch out how you pronounce it. C-E-X. Yeah, exactly. You have to be Com- so careful com- when you go Google Images. Yeah, going on to Google Images, you have to be careful. Yeah, watch out how you spell it. Please make sure it's a C. But, but you know what I mean? Like that, that's yeah. kind of like the only place you can really get any old games. And they have some stupid marketing of how prices oh are God. as well. They, they can be terrible. Yeah, I've, I went down yeah. to my, my local one the other day and they had a PlayStation 5 there. Um, yeah. They were selling it for 1200 1200 pounds for a PS5. I'm like, <laughs> there's no way you can yeah. justify that. Like, I've seen scalpers on Facebook Market in different places now. They can't, they, they can't really ask for high prices anymore. So even co- computer exchanges is doing some, playing some stupid games. I don't know what they're doing, but now, if you go on Facebook Market now, people are, are reselling them for 500, 600, maybe tops. Yeah. But it's not it's not the same high prices as it was when it came out last November, so October. So anyway, last year. So yeah, they, not, yeah, they were going for crazy. They were going for crazy. I and that, the funny thing was the, the, the PS5, I could have done that also with the, the whole scalping scalping thing. Um mm. for, for, for funny reason is that. So I bought, I bought mine. I managed somehow by yeah, some bit of luck, I guess, to get it on on pre on pre order from Argos again. Like just out of nowhere, I just went there. You go, bought one. I was like, okay, yeah. great. You know, everybody else online is like, go get one. I was like, I literally just did. Just probably well, maybe I'm just well lucky. And then um, again, without saying their names, um, a few years 
well, a few years back, back in those days when the PS5 came out, I used to work for the company that was making PlayStations. Connect the dots, <laughs> who I used to work for. Um, and and at one point they were like, hey, if you come to the office now, I've got we've got like 50 of them lying around the office if you want to you know, buy it for the you know the 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 market price the resale price and i went nah i don't need it i just got mine and i went and then i sat down for about 20 minutes i went should i should i be this bastard should i I be that one guy that's gonna get another another um, unit and just reset it on ebay and make a bunch of money but then i was like or or you could have been that hero friend that you know (laughs) what your mate couldn't get one and you swoop in it's like dude i've got you you. here's one (laughs) But still, here's, where, where's the 550 quid? <laughs> but still, I mean, for 800, obviously you get it. But, you know, because you're my friend. Now, it was, it was, it, it was one of those moments where I went, I went, I'm too nice. Like, I should have got, I should have just gone into the office and pick it up, pay the price. And then, like, either do what you said. It's just like, I just, you know, go to a friend who's in need of one and yeah. say, okay, this is how much I got it for. Just give me five pounds more just for my, the inconvenience of my time. <laughs> <laughs> just you know, to just buy it off the same price. But then, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't know why I didn't do it. It's just, it's just one of those weird moments. I look back at it, and I was like, oh god, what, <laughs> what? I think I was too happy was, getting it, my hands on mine. I think. Was like, I was gonna say it was your, it was your uh, little angel on your shoulder saying. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Right, I think we're getting to to the end of this app. Um, let's finish this because we. I think I could, I could talk for another two hours, but I don't want to do that. Two quick fire round questions. We're gonna go with your top three favorite consoles. What do you got? Start Ooh. with number three. Start with number three. God, all right, okay. Uh, so number three for me would probably be the Nintendo Switch, actually. All right, already. So young, yet so high on the list. Oh. Again, it's that convenience. It's just so impactful, and I don't think I've purchased like so many games in my lifetime in such a short period as well like it's just one of those consoles that i just kept buying stuff for it's it's one of those like the the nintendo games are still very expensive never never drop down in price but then the the third party games is just like suddenly it's like hey it's two pounds for this and you're like i was gonna say like indies indie games on that like i I never used to play indie games and that's mainly what i play now because it's so accessible on that console it's fantastic good quality they they always were made yeah definitely i have a sneaky suspicion you're gonna go with another two nintendo consoles for one and two i don't know why i was gonna say if you gave me a number four i would have actually said the xbox 360 oh no cool yeah because i I, again amazing console and fantastic games but didn't make the list number two sadly number two yeah number two number two is the nintendo ds okay yeah yeah i can see why again again the grain yeah again handheld fantastic amazing games on it and so many developers jumped to it and it didn't have the problems that the 3ds had which had a lot of issues that not many people talked about but yeah the ds was just phenomenal and everyone had one which was the other nice thing that you could connect with so many different people and it was again a, a lot of this comes into like parts of my life, but yeah, DS was fantastic. So yeah, DS number two for me. Also, the reason why it's super cheap to collect for these days. Yes. Yes. If you want to get into it, it's it's almost free at this stage. Well, maybe not the console, yeah. but the games are dead cheap. And number one, 
I know you're going to say N64. <laughs> no, but you've got it in oh. your background. Oh, that one. No, sorry, that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the GameCube. GameCube. <laughs> I, I am a GameCube man from day I die. It's, it is the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, honestly, GameCube to me was the console that got me fully into gaming. Mm. Um, like I said, I had the Mega Drive, I had the Nintendo 64, which I played games, but I was never that good at because of the age range I was. But once the GameCube came out, that is the moment when I was playing, you know, Legends of the Wind Waker, um, yes. Sunshine, Double, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, um, and just dabbling in so many other games, like again, I, I said about the Switch playing so many games, but the GameCube, I bought loads and loads of games. I was getting all the magazines that said anything about GameCube, just so I could learn more about it. And um, <clears throat> my old—I I don't know if this is going to be the next question, but uh, all-time favorite game was yes, on yes. the GameCube <laughs> as well. Is that going to be next question? Yeah, that was going to be a question. I get just like a okay. I won't say I won't say what it is yet, yeah. but yeah, it was on the GameCube, and I repeatedly play that game. But yeah, we'll, we'll talk it, about that in a minute. We, we we need to talk about maybe on another episode, but like the like I, I want to do an, a, a very specific episode one day on not the favorite consoles, but like the, the favorite people's favorite controllers. Also, the, yes. the worst, like the, the least like controllers. Also, like I want, I want a top ten, maybe not top ten, yeah, top top six controllers, and maybe like a, a bottom three controllers, because I lo- as much as I love the GameCube, I, I like the design of the console. Like I like just this box that is there. I, I find it so freaking awesome. But yeah. the controllers always, I always felt like it get in, got in the way in certain games. Uh, that's the thing. Like Nintendo is very hit or miss with me in controllers. So the game, so I want to talk too much about it. It's going to be a future video, so look out out for it. But there's a lot (laughs) you can do with the GameCube controller, and there's a lot of reasoning why it was designed away. But Okay, say no more. I'll wait for your video because I'm I'm actually extremely intrigued and interested in that. There's the, the N64 and the GameCube, those two controllers, like they got in the way of me enjoying games multi- on multiple I agree with occasions. the Nintendo 64. Oh my god, yeah. 64 makes me want to. So I had the to buy the again, we, we're going off topic, but the N64, the brawler is in that, that, that third party, controller? yeah, the one that kind of formed, yeah, it was, it was quite blocky, like but yeah, I had yeah. that as well, yeah. So that that saved the day for the 64 and, and for, for, my, for my love relationship with the, with the N64, that sort of saved it. Um, yeah. But I'm still looking for something that is equivalent on the GameCube. Um, yeah. So I don't know. One day we'll, we'll wait for your video, maybe. Um, right. So you've guessed it. Top three games can be across any consoles. Can be on PC even if you if you had that. But yeah, top three games. That's a tough one. That one's just like. See, like I always have number one as an easy pick, but mm. two and three is always really difficult for me. Um, so I used to say my number three was um, Sonic Adventure Battle 2. And I, I used to say it, and then I replayed it not too long ago, and I realized how terrible <laughs> a lot of it is. It was all the nostalgia goggles on. Yeah. But, yeah. but still, I'm going to say, uh, say that as my number three, because, um, yeah. I, well, I, there's I really the emotional, the emotional value and, 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 and yeah, everything yeah, else around yeah. it. Yeah. It's terrible voice acting aside and oh, terrible God, yes. controls at times, but the, the, the gameplay itself is exciting and the music is fantastic and just level design and everything. Uh, that I really enjoyed um, immensely. 
Um, number, so number two. two. Number two. God. See, that's another difficult one. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, okay. I'm going to say it. So, it's got, actually going to be a PC game. So, it's going to be a bit of a throw, throw, throw to one side for me, but it, only because I've actually started replaying it because of getting a new computer. It's, um, mm. it's, it's a series, but it's the Dawn of War series. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I was definitely much of a PC gamer when I was a kid, but there was mm. a game that uh, there was Dawn of War that my friend was playing, and we were very into Warhammer around that time as yes. well. And um, so that dived into my interest. And again, I could spend hours of playing that game, and I have spent quite a few hours already just replaying <laughs> a game that came out like 15 years ago. And you know, it to me, it still holds up. And I speak to quite a few other PC gamers and they say, yes, yeah, still one of the best RTS games out there. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm rekindling my love for that at the moment. Um, and it's, so, yeah, into it. to... it's, it's, it's a funny one because it's like everyone, everyone that I know is um, in love with that game or had like a, an absolute blast playing it growing up. And it's like, yeah, I, I never actually played it. I know of it. And I know people that love it. And I've seen a bunch of uh, absolute insane amount of videos on YouTube about it, but like, I never got my hands on it. Maybe I should just download it. I just got myself a new PC, so maybe I'll. It's it's really fun. cheap to get and um, yeah. to get all the games in one bundle. And um, the main thing to look at is the modding scene. The modding scene for that is unbelievable. So <laughs> it, it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing. I'll, I'll I'll give you some links to some stuff if you ever get down yes, that route. Yeah, but yeah, Dawn of War, fantastic game series. I have that as my number two, and then number one is. Um, it's actually a video that I did. It was the second video actually ever done on my channel, mm. all about Tales of Symphonia, which yep. is a JRPG. And um, yeah, I, for a JRPG that would probably spend about maybe 60 hours to play, I played through that game about six times when I was younger. <laughs> I, is that the GameCube version, right? That is the GameCube yeah. version, yes. I bought it on PlayStation 3. I don't own a well. I, at the time, I didn't own a PlayStation Three. Recently, my wife managed to get me a free one, which is its own whole little story. But um, <laughs> I've got it. So I've got a PC, a PlayStation Three version, which was the collector's edition, and then I recently got it for the computer for the um, off Steam for the PC as well. Oh, which right. on the Steam sale, it was like three quid, and I was like <laughs> three pounds for my for HD version of my favorite game. You know, you can't get any better than that. But um, yeah, absolutely amazing game. Fantastic stories. And like for the genre, uh, sorry, for the series of the tales yeah. of, compare it to Final Fantasy VII, you know, how that impacted JRPG for people and got them into the Final Fantasy series. Tales of Symphonia was that for them, for that yeah, series. Was, yeah. You know, but yeah, it, it brought so many people into that um, brand and... Yeah, I could, I could talk about hours about that game. Just amazing. You need, to make, you need to make more YouTube videos about it. It's just like the entire series. I mean, I'm sure, you know, how, many, how many videos have you done on that game? Just the one or? Just, just the one. Um, purely ah. because it was around, it was the anniversary of the Tales of series, which I think was like the 30th anniversary. And they announced that it was the best-selling Tales of game. And I got quite excited so i did a quick video about it like i say it was it's was my second <laughs> video so the quality is pretty crap but the uh, yeah. 
a lot of people that watched it said like you know damn he's got some passion for this game <laughs> and stuff <laughs> um but but yeah no it's, it is a fantastic game and again it's uh it's on steam it's i think it's normally six pounds but it often does go down to like three quid which you know that's a tesco's meal deal you, you, you can... <laughs> <laughs> equally i'm sure you if you find it in a box it'll be 600 pounds somewhere you know so <laughs> so, so so one of the dream purchases <clears throat> yeah is the um green gamecube which was sold as the tales of symphonia box so you if you remember the gamecube has like a ring disc thing that you can pop out and put pictures in they did one specifically for tales of symphonia and it also has the game boy advance adapter at the bottom um which oh yeah yeah and these things somebody selling that somewhere yes yeah about 800 quid going up to a grand i'm like i'd love to but i'm pretty sure wasn't it wasn't it wasn't someone selling it at this year's retro gaming market they may have done i didn't notice if 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 I saw it, I, that we I probably wouldn't be here right now. I probably <laughs> you'd probably be divorced and uh, <laughs> I'm on pavement right now, just on your phone, just calling. Me. Yeah, I'm, I may um, be single, but look what I've got. <laughs> Can I get you? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that, that's actually funny you mentioned that. The, the one thing I'm I'm after right now is the Game Boy Game Boy Player for the the GameCube. I would love to. Have. Yeah, and so the, the game. The disc. I was gonna say, yeah, the 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 play itself is fairly easy oh, to yeah. get. So, disc itself is so difficult, and people have tried to make like a emulated um, disc Oof. for it, but yeah, it's 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 so hard, so hard. Just just looking it up, just the disc itself goes for eighty pounds, hundred pounds, and like, like the 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 player itself is is fairly cheap but like the the entire thing there you go 150 pounds for this for it yeah the disc is just mental i don't want to spend that yeah not right now um right well how, how far have we gone yeah all right cool unfortunately we've come to the end of this one but i guess we'll, we'll have you back on james at some point we'll uh you know thank you if, either if it is for um you know if it's talking about controllers or if it's talking you know maybe like a special gamecube episode you know. a- a- anything but, yeah definitely <laughs> I, I, like, like like we said about I, I i love so many nerdy things uh i, I did message you about i i, I like anime as well so if there's yes. thing well, we've got we've got, we've got, a, we've got an anime queen which is sarah you you'll you'll uh We've we've offered you we offered you with you know another episode on anime content so you know maybe you'll you'll come in and uh, battle. I don't think I'll be. Her. I was going to say I don't think I'll be able to fight fight her, but you know. <laughs> no, we don't want you. To, we don't want you to. But you know, it would be fun to see because like as much as I, my my knowledge of anime is fairly limited. To, well, it it is limited to Dragon Ball, which is like literally my go to thing. It's like I love Dragon Ball. That's the only Japanese animated piece of content i ever watched so i'm like every time there's an anime episode i'm like you guys do it then i'll just stand in the corner and you know, sit back sit back and, and enjoy it. i do get a lot of recommendations from jc and sarah because they, they they love the anime so you know if you can yeah. bring somebody else in to add to the spice that'd be cool um yeah. right james why don't you plug your own stuff you know your youtube channel and who you are and all your socials and all that good stuff 
Yeah, so, so, so look out for how to game differently. <laughs> Just look better my own little... on YouTube. Yeah, it's going to say my own little plug in the background. Yeah, uh, how to game differently. If you're interested in looking at different ways to play video games and um, also a bit of news and a little bit a little bit of this as well so i've got my own little podcast going um i've got a lot of discussion videos um there's a really cool one that i'm working on at the moment where i've actually interviewed a indie developer so nice. definitely look out for that um really excited for when that comes out and um you can follow me on instagram and twitter as well um instagram it's just at how to game differently uh twitter it's um how to uh, so HTG differently. Um, Instagram, I've put up a few different like like pixel art and yeah. just photo shoots of games and such, uh, similar to yourself as well. Um, but yeah, de- definitely check out these. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that's as much plugging as <laughs> I can. I, I could plug for hours because there's so many people. I know we're short for time, but one of the yeah. cool things I've found, and I'm sure you're the same, doing these type of things, you meet so many cool different people, don't you? Indeed, yeah. And the, the, the funny thing is that you think you know a lot and then start, people start talking about their own like vision of what yeah. a video game is and like their history with it. That's why I like, love making those episodes. It's like suddenly people are like, well, this is what this game means to me. It's like, you know, and, and that's something I find really cool. It's like something that somebody, like a game that you may have seen there, like, ah, it's been shit and then somebody it's, yeah. to somebody else it's everything and that's yeah I exactly that because there's that connection with it and, and this is what i really love and the, the knowledge and passion that other people have it's always i always find it awesome um so yeah no you, you, you're quite right we, i think we're pretty much in the same sort of space there it's like you yeah. get to meet a whole bunch of different people and you share the one thing in common well many things in common but yeah definitely yeah yeah all right cool um, we'll have you back on some point, James. We'll have you back on. We'll talk, thank you. We'll talk thank controllers. you. <laughs> um, anyway, this might turn to plug my own stuff. Um, yeah, what else? Say? Thank you for listening. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> I lost my train of thought there. Um, thanks for listening to a, another episode of Catching Up with the Nerds. You can catch us also anywhere on social media. It's like, it's like James there. We just look up Catching Up with the Nerds. We'll, we'll show up anywhere and everywhere. We're basically on, apparently, we're on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, I didn't say that, but thanks um, to everyone on Instagram who's listening because we've just crossed 1,800 subscribers there. Uh, we are quickly getting to 1,900, and I think I'll do another giveaway for 2,000 because we, we got somebody who won it that was in Australia. That was a, an expensive giveaway. <laughs> but expensive it's worth shipping. it. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. It's funny. Um, there's a story in there as well, but I won't go in there. Um, catching up with the nerds everywhere Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. If you're on LinkedIn, <laughs> we're there too. Um, and then on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, apparently, uh, and anywhere and everywhere you can listen to us. Also on YouTube, please subscribe on YouTube. We do subscribe, yes, do subscribe doing very bad on youtube i don't know what to do <laughs> just like us damn it um anyway this was catching up for the nerds with james from how to game differently thank you james for joining us we'll catch you thank you for having me next episode and our pleasure we'll see you all in the next one goodbye everybody bye